Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by two of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voison and Linda Venny. Each of them paralegals for over 20 years and both dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hi, welcome to the Paralegal Voice. Thanks for joining us on our monthly podcast here on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Lynn DeVenny, a North Carolina State Bar Certified Paralegal employed by a small civil litigation firm in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I also blog for paralegals and the attorneys who want to get to know them better at practicalparalegalism.com. And I'm Vicki Voison, an ALA Advanced Certified Paralegal calling in from Charlevoix, Michigan, where I work as a paralegal at Running Wise in Ford. I call myself the Paralegal Mentor and publish a weekly e-zine titled Paralegal Strategies, and that's available at paralegalmentor.com. And Lynn, I have to tell you that it was great visiting with you last weekend at the annual conference of the North Carolina Paralegal Association. It was really fun to meet you face-to-face, and I was holding one of my mastermind calls last night, and it was again with someone that I'd really never met face-to-face, and it just hit me that... Uh, social media has given a, a whole new meaning to meeting someone. Absolutely. People kept saying, I can't believe you guys have never met. And I thought, you know, I really feel like I have met you. I just never have seen you personally. But the convention was wonderful. And seeing you was just a great part of it for me. Thanks. And, and I feel like I've met our guest today. So let's go on with that part. Although we've never met face to face. Anyway, The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and to share with you our thoughts about leading trends, significant developments, and resources that we think you'll find helpful in your career and in your everyday jobs. We'll also have guests on the program to help us explore timely topics. And of course, we have sponsors. Today, we welcome our sponsor, Terrace. That's T-E-R-I-S. Terrace offers a full suite of litigation support services. On today's show, we're going to talk with our guest about the importance of a paralegal's writing skills. Joining us today is Sally Kane, editor-in-chief of Legal Assistant Today, now Paralegal Today, and editor of Litigation Support Today. Sally is an attorney and freelance writer specializing in legal, career, and business topics. She has published hundreds of career-related articles in print and web-based media as well, and with more than a decade of experience in the legal services industry, Sally has worked as a legal secretary, paralegal, litigation support professional, law clerk, and attorney. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice. Sally, as I said, I I feel like I already know you because we've dealt often through uh, social media and so forth. But uh, what I'd like to hear is your story, uh, including your time working as a paralegal. Well, great. First of all, thank you for um, inviting me on Paralegal Voice. I'm happy to participate. And um, I have a long history in the uh, legal industry. I graduated um, with a degree in English and Writing. And after I graduated, I decided I wanted to become a lawyer, decided to work as a paralegal for a while, ended up working for 10 years as a paralegal. I enjoyed it so much. Um, And during that time, I worked for a variety of law firms and corporations and kind of worked as a freelance writer on the side. Uh, And in 1997, I went to law school and graduated in 2001. Worked for a big firm for about four years or so, and then found that working as a lawyer was 
pretty challenging as far as time, um, my time commitments and clients in the evening. It required a lot of travel and a lot of weekends and just didn't really work with my uh, schedule with the newborn and young children. So I resigned at that time and began working as a freelance writer and editor and mainly work um, writing about paralegals. And right now I work as editor-in-chief of Paralegal Today magazine, formerly Legal Assistant Today magazine, and we also have a sister publication called Litigation Support Today. Thank you for sharing that with us, Sally. Um, And I'm one of those people who believes that you cannot go wrong with a bachelor's degree in English literature, not just because I have one. (laughs) Um, Can you share with us the purpose, um, the mission, basically the history of Legal Assistant Today, which is now Paralegal Today? Yes, it's really the only independent print magazine that exclusively serves the paralegal profession today. Um, And it was founded back in 1983, and the profession was very different back then, and it's really evolved over the years. Um, But its goal then, and and its goal now, is to help paralegals stay abreast of developments in the field, help them to advance their careers, and, and give them the tools they need to attain their career goals. So we have a variety of articles um, and columns uh, for the paralegal profession, and it's everything from national news and trends to professional happenings that affect paralegals to pieces on unique areas of the law and legal specialties to featuring various paralegals and people in the profession. Um, We do a salary survey every year. We offer how-to and practice tips, software and hardware reviews, and um, pretty much everything that we can think of. And we're always um, looking for ideas and suggestions and thoughts from paralegals out in the field. Our magazine is 95% freelance written by uh, practicing paralegals in the field. So we're always looking for good paralegal writers. Well, Sally, I published my first article in Nellis Facts and Findings way back in 1989. And uh, that was that was about it was an ethics article about cha- uh, legal assistance and paralegals changing jobs, but I oh. have to tell you that even though that was a long time ago, it proved to be a, a really a pivotal event for me. And why is it? I know why it was important for me, but I'd like your take on why it's so important for paralegals to write and to be published. Well, there are so many reasons to to get published. I mean, first of all, in today's competitive hiring environment. It's a way that you can stand out from others in the crowd. It sets you apart. Um, it's great for your resume. Um, it's even great for the firm resume if you have a wide range of publications because clients now are very choosy and they'll review that firm resume and see what, you know, what are the expertise not only of the lawyers but of the paralegals as well. So, you know, publishing can help you stand out if you're looking for a job. Or even if you have a job, it can help you stand out as an expert in your area, whatever that area is. If it's IP law or employment law or green law, you know, you, the more you publish in that area, you kind of build your own platform and become the go-to person in that area, in, not just in your law firm, but in the greater legal community. So that's another reason. And then it can open a lot of doors. Um, it can open doors to other writing engagements or new career opportunities speaking engagement, book deals, um, or just meeting other people. So, and then, and then writing alone um, and publishing demonstrates, of course, that you have good writing skills, but also that you have the initiative and motivation to get published. 
So it's it's very it's really helpful in a lot of ways to paralegal careers. Sally, I'm going to check yes to all of the above because <laughs> co-authoring a textbook with my uh, supervising attorney, workers' compensation practice for paralegals, which is available at Carolina Academic Press and Amazon, changed my life. Um, opened a lot of doors for me. Um, led to my blog, which, as somebody told me the other day, just blew up, uh, has led to a lot of really wonderful speaking um, engagements, including the opportunity to address several large groups of attorneys this fall, which I'm really excited about doing. So, That's And great. I get asked, I get asked all the time, how do you get published? And um, we wanted to hear from you uh, about the different publishing venues that could be available to paralegals, and that includes newsletters, magazines, uh, online websites, um, and, and even books. Well, the good news is today it's easier to get published than it ever has been. Um, I started writing in the early 90s. Um, it was a little more difficult then because there wasn't um, email and there wasn't the Internet or like at least the Internet like we have it today. Today there's just so many different publishing venues for paralegals. Um, probably the easiest way to get published is just your local paralegal association. Most associations have some kind of newsletter um, and they're always looking for contributions. And then even um, your state associations um, have some type of newsletter or something on the web that paralegals can contribute to. Um, and then there's also local legal publications. I know um, I work in Pittsburgh. We have the Pittsburgh Legal Journal. Philadelphia has the Legal Intelligencer. And I think a lot of major cities have some kind of legal publication or legal newsletter that goes out to the legal community. And that's another place to get published in. And of course, the National Paralegal Associations, NALS, International Paralegal Management Association, NALA, um, National Federation of Paralegal Associations, they all have um, a magazine or some kind of publication um, that paralegals can contribute to. I'm not sure if you have to be a member of those associations to publish in them, but I don't think you do. Um, I don't know if you guys know. But um, I think they're pretty open to all writers. And then, of course, Paralegal Today magazine, like I mentioned, we're always looking for talented, qualified paralegal writers. Um, litigation Support Today, it's similar to Paralegal Today. We're looking for um, paralegals with tech knowledge who can write on um, legal technology issues. And then there's just hundreds and hundreds of magazines for the legal profession at large there's literally a publication for every conceivable legal niche, whether it's, you know, green law or IP law. And then there's publications for every type of um, legal profession, court reporters, secretaries, paralegals. I mean, there's just hundreds of places that you can write for. Even write one article and angle it a little differently, you can write for several different publications um, that way. And then, of course, there's, there's the Internet. There's websites and blogs for almost every legal specialty. I have a site called about.com, Guide to Legal Careers, and um, it's just basically career advice, practice tips, and everything in between for a wide variety of legal professionals, including paralegals. And then, of course, Lynn, you have Practical Paralegalism, which is a, a great blog. I don't know how you find the time to write it and update it so regularly, but... Um. 
It satisfies my nationally inquiring mind. (laughs) And I wanted to mention, too, while we were talking about opportunities, uh, guest posting on other uh, legal professionals' blogs is another great way to get published. I was just fortunate enough to have uh, Beverly Michaelis with Oregon Law Practice Management invite me to post on her blog, and I had a post up today, and I got to write about uh, attorneys and paralegals working together, which was, of course, a wonderful opportunity. So guest posting on blogs, uh, guest posting on Vicki and my blog. I know we're always grateful for great guest bloggers. Right, absolutely, and I'm I'm grateful for guest bloggers, and that that is a great way to um, to get published and to mm-hmm. get noticed. And you know, I mean, because blogs, thousands of people visit them, and so it's very visible. So um, yeah, I mean, it it is. It's quite easily. I, I know a lot of paralegals think, "Wow, well, I can't get published. It's difficult," but it's really very very easy. So. And then Writer's Market is a great resource that you can buy in Barnes & Noble or, or really any bookstore. And it lists mm-hmm. a lot of the popular um, uh, legal publications, and it, it gives you writer's guidelines and how to contact them and what they want for, want like whether they want a manuscript or a query or, you know, how you can contact them. So if you really are serious about getting published, you could purchase Writer's Market and look through it and try to figure out where you might want to submit your article. Right. Uh, Sally, we're going to take a quick break now, and when we come back, uh, we'll have a little bit more information for paralegals who'd like to be published. Terrace understands the unique demands during litigation. Our clients tell us they are spending less time and money through all phases of legal case management with the customized approach of Terrace. We are a nationally recognized litigation service provider with offices in eight cities, working with law firms and in-house corporate legal groups to provide custom solutions within your budget. Terrace can help. For more information, please call 877-99-TERRACE or visit www.terrace.com. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison, and we're joined today by Sally Ann Kane, Esquire, editor of Paralegal Today. And we're discussing the importance of a paralegal's writing skill. Uh, the first thing I want to ask you, Sally, is, you know, what exactly is Paralegal Today looking for in articles? You know, length, format, criteria, is there a way for us to get that information? Or, or actually people are interested in writing for Paralegal Today? Because both Lynn and I have uh, have written for you. So if you could tell our listeners about that. Yeah, first of all, um, like I said, we're always looking for great paralegal writers, and most of our magazine is written by practicing paralegals in the field. Uh, we really depend on, you know, paralegal contributions. And really, I, you know, as editor-in-chief, I'm really looking only for three things, and that's a paralegal who with ne- demonstrated knowledge and expertise in their subject matter, 
um, and excellent writing skills, which most paralegals have already since it's a core part of their job skills. And then the third thing I'm looking for is whether, you know, you can meet a deadline because you'd be surprised how many people can't. <laughs> so if you can meet a deadline, that's, that's you know, in and of half the game, half the game of getting published right there. So um, as far as specifics and articles, we have um, features. We usually for- feature about three to four feature articles per issue, and those run between 2,000 and 3,500 words. Um, and then we have a number of different columns. We have a legal research and writing column, ethics column, um, career column, a number of different columns, and those run about 1,500 words. Um, we do have some regular columnists that contribute, but again, we're, you know, we're always open to other writers and other ideas. So, and, um, another thing I look for is a unique idea or a unique angle, you know, something that you can't just find on the web, something we haven't covered in the recent past, and, um, you know, something that's, you know, unique, not too generic of an idea, like career advancement. That tends to be, covered a lot, and it doesn't have a, a, an angle to it, but if you come to me with an angle and a great idea and you have great writing skills, then I definitely, definitely would consider you for publication. So those are really the main things. Um, on our website, paralegaltoday.com, we have detailed writer's guidelines that shows you uh, where to submit, where to send your query letters or your emails, and what exactly we're looking for in detail. So, And so do you prefer that people uh, send you a proposal or should they send you um, a fully written article for your review? I prefer a proposal or a query letter um, mm-hmm. because then, uh, you know, if you've written the whole article, it might not be quite right and I wouldn't right. want them to waste their time. You know, so the query letter that I can review and say, hey, this is right for our magazine or isn't right is really the best way to go. And the best proposal is one that, you know, really has three components. The first paragraph is just the quick pitch, and I can read it and say, hey, yeah, this is great. I really, you know, and encourage me to read on to the rest of it. And then the second paragraph, elaborate a little more on what you'll put in the article. What will the content be? What will the structure be? So instead of just saying, hey, are you interested in an article on career advancement? You know, well, in the second paragraph, you might write, again, something detailed about what that article will will hold, maybe bullet points or whatever. Well, I'll, I'll cover X, 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 and X. And then in the third paragraph, just write a little bit about yourself, um, why you're that person to write the article and what you know and what your background is and, you know, how that helps you um, be qualified to write that particular article. So I find that um, those kind of letters give me enough information where I don't have to go back to the author and say, hey, but what are you going to be writing about or, you know, and it, it it's better than a whole manuscript in that, you know, you're not wasting your time writing 3,000 words and then find out, well, we just covered that subject two months ago, so we can't publish it. So, those right. some ideas. Yeah. Well, Sally, I, you mentioned about having to be a member of a national association in order to write for them. And uh, my only experience, my general experience is that these national associations and even some of the state associations have editorial boards. Mm-hmm. And they do go ahead just as like as as you do with Paralegal Today and and decide on their themes and, and they 
I know Nala does that a year in advance, but the the information is available on their website. And if you have something that will fit in with what they have planned, I know I think that they would look at any articles, and I think that goes for all of them. That, yeah, uh, they're, okay. They're That's... happy to find someone who who will write well and and uh, and submit it. So, you know, that's a, that's an important point. Yeah, yeah, and that's true for Paralegal Today too. We have an editorial calendar, and you know, your your article does not have to, have to fit into that editorial calendar or that particular theme. But if it does, that's even better. I mean, that definitely increases chances for publication. So. Uh, Sally, while we're talking about uh, the importance of paralegals having good writing skills, uh, can you suggest a couple of ways that paralegals can improve their existing writing skills or some online resources or publications that you would recommend um, for those that are wanting to advance or, or you know, maybe would like to be better writers than they feel they are now? Yeah, I think that one way paralegals can improve their writing skill, and, and, and I see this a lot in submissions, is just being more concise, paring down words. Um, you know, if you say it in a paragraph, but you could say it in five words, say it in five words. Um, you know, just be concise, um, edit ruthlessly, and um, just write it so it's simple, clear, and dynamic. And, you know, and sometimes that takes a few, that takes a little bit of editing and it takes a few pass-throughs, but, you know, edit down and be as clear and concise as possible and, that's really one really big way to improve your writing skills. Um, another thing is avoiding passive voice. Um, I see that a lot. And in, in, in using an, the active voice makes your writing just a little bit stronger and more dynamic. Um, and another thing with paralegals, legal jargon, you know, can make your writing a little more abstract or stilted. So, again, writing very clearly and simply, avoiding legalese um, and in favor of simple, concrete terms can help. So, in other words, instead of, I am in receipt of your correspondent, you might just say, I received your letter. It's just a little more simple, clear, and more succinct. And then and then the last thing is, you know, always write for your audience. Remember who your audience is, mm-hmm. whether that's a client or a judge or a supervising attorney, or if you're writing for, you know, a magazine, who's that magazine's audience? And when you're writing um, your your piece, always keep that in mind um, as far as structuring your content and think about your audience's needs. And that mm-hmm. can really help your write, guide your writing. Right. And Sally, I think that all of the tips that you've just given us really determine the difference between a mediocre writer and an outstanding writer. Uh, so those are really great tips. Yeah. Now, one yeah, one quick program note, please subscribe to The Paralegal Voice. The price is right. It's free. And you can do that by either going to Legal Talk Network at LegalTalkNetwork.com, or you can subscribe uh, to the program in the podcast directory of iTunes. And when you do that, you're going to automatically receive each edition without having to search for it. Um, Sally, uh, we'd really like to thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Um, You provide a lot of great and helpful information. Uh, If someone would like to get more information from you, how can they reach you? Um, The best way to reach me is just my my own email, which is S is in Sally, A is in Apple, F is in Frank, 1367 at yahoo.com. And thank you for um, inviting me to be on the program. I really enjoyed it. Thanks. It was really interesting. I loved all of your tips. 
Now, if you have questions about today's show, please email them to theparalegalvoice at gmail.com. We're going to take another short break and come back with some paralegal news and announcements. Be right back. Imagine how much easier managing your practice would be if your practice management software was web-based. Your practice would be available anywhere you have an internet connection, completely secure, backed up continuously, and most importantly, easy to use, allowing you to spend your valuable time building your practice instead of managing technology. Start simplifying your practice today with Clio. Sign up for a free, fully functional 30-day trial at www.goclio.com. Use promotional code PV for a 25% discount. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. A video settlement documentary is a powerful tool. It can turn your plaintiff's case into money at the settlement table. Call the professionals at Skyways Communications at 781-551-9960 to find out more. Lynn, we're just about to wind things up here, but since I'm I'm going to give a practice tip, and this is a little bit different, but since I'm just back from uh, the NCPA annual conference, that's the North Carolina Paralegal Association, uh, they were in Wrightsville Beach, I want to stress the importance uh, that attending live events will play in a paralegal's career. You know, there are a lot of terrific online courses, but nothing beats actually getting out and meeting your colleagues. And my keynote speech at the conference focused on investing in yourself by seizing opportunities. So I urge all of you, all of our listeners, to seize the opportunity to attend at least one live conference a year, because that networking is really crucial to your career success. And I'm sure you're going to agree with me. Absolutely. I love virtual CLE, but I love getting out there and meeting just enthusiastic, dedicated paralegals and also a lot of the legal professionals that are associated that come and and encourage the profession. So it was just wonderful. The energy was incredible. Um, I've got a couple social media tips uh, in regard to writing, and one of them just occurred to me while while Sally was talking about the need to pare down your writing. And, and I have found that Twitter, which is actually microblogging lim- limited to 140 characters per tweet, is an extraordinary way to not only pare down your writing, but make you a more powerful writer because you've got to get to the point very quickly. I also recommend that you... Um, that you know, I know some of you are going to go, oh, grammar, Greek geek, who wants to hear about punctuation? But having sort of a daily grammar tip come your way is a great way to stay on top of things, maybe to be reminded of things you haven't thought about for a while. And I recommend subscribing to Grammar Girl. And that's Grammar quickanddirtytips.com. She has a wonderful blog and you can put it in your RSS reader and get her on daily or updated subscriptions. Also recommended reading is British author Lynn Truss's Eat 
eats, shoots, and leaves. And the best Christmas present I ever got was the 365-day eats, shoots, and leaves calendar, which for a grammar geek provided me with just great grammar laughter every morning, even though everybody else in the office wondered what was so funny. Those are great tips, Lynn. That's all the time we have today for the Paralegal Voice. Don't forget to check out the show notes on our blogs. Lynn is practicalparalegalism.com. Mine is paralegalmentorblog.com. This is Vicki Voison. And this is Lynn DeVinney, thanking you all for joining us today and reminding you to make your paralegal voice heard. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice with Linda Venny and Vicki Voison. This podcast is produced by the Legal Talk Network. Be sure to get the next edition of the podcast. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Gee Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.